0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: Welcome Big News Sports featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama broadcaster of the year and longtime media personality, and Christian Miller, a national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama, who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers, is Lars, Matt, and Christian.
2: Good grief. What another beautiful day in the state of Alabama. Welcome into Big Noon Sports. Appreciate all of you dialing us in. You can also dial us up at 205-342-9904. Big week, big weekend coming up in the state of Alabama. Of course, you've got the Alabama eight a game on Saturday at 2 o'clock at bryant Denny. And, of course, this is Talladega weekend, and and that's huge because there will be a 100,000 people in two consecutive days over at the uh, world's fastest and most competitive track. So all is good, and uh, last time I checked on the weather, maybe some rain on Saturday. Other than that, we're going to push that to the side and then just focus on what we've got going on right now, which is 80 degrees and sunny. And then the temperature is going to drop, like down into the 60s at night, uh, during the day. So um, that's crazy. Welcome in, Lars Anderson. Lars, what's going on?
3: Good. That's good. Hey. Uh, Go ahead. It's been absolutely uh, just gorgeous, sparkly. Uh, I'm down in Tuscaloosa on a remote, and we'll get into that. Going to be happy to announce a, a, a new title sponsor of the show, and a lot of exciting things going on. Um, but uh, yeah, in the in the world sports mat, um, I think a lot of people are going to seen on talladega uh, to me this is uh, really the second biggest record of the year at least during the regular season uh, at, at, at out at talladega and do you have any early favorites I know it's impossible to pick favorites at a restrictor plate track 20 years uh you know crisscrossing the country these cases and uh, the restrictor. It was always the most uh, difficult to forecast because, as you know, anything can happen at the end. And uh, the slingshot, the uh, who's your draft partner? Can you avoid the big one? Uh, and on and on. So uh, you follow it closer than anyone now. Who do you like going into the weekend?
2: Well, I think the first thing you do when you talk about Talladega in the spring is you go back to see who won Daytona in February. They are different tracks but they are, again, very similar to uh, Daytona's two and a half miles, Talladega's 2.66 Daytona's more of a handling track if uh, you can vision that uh, and Talladega's really really built for four wide and speed at 200 miles an hour. So you look back at what happened in February and that's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He won the Daytona 500, but rare is the case. It's five hundred winner in Daytona, turns around and wins the Geico five hundred. So you start with Stenhouse, he's really strictly a, a plate racer, that's uh, been his only wins, uh one at Talladega and then a couple of Daytona. So I think you start there, but Brad Keslowski is the winningest active driver at Talladega. But teams win here and lately it's been Fords and lately it's been Penske. So I think you got to give them a nod. Of course, those statistics involving Penske also invo- involve Brad Keslowski. Of course, he's no longer there. He's with his own team. Uh, and you, you can't count out uh, the, the Hendrick Motorsports, <laughs> the Gibbs. Uh, the big boys are going to perform here. But, Lars, as you just said, you never really know. Um, Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500 two years ago. Nobody predicted that. Um, I could go through a yeah, the in, first time winners of you know, Talladega. Matt,
3: I, Matt I, I had to write. I think I told you this story before, but um, I had to do a, a six-page piece on um, the winner of the Daytona 500 that year. And when Michael McDowell crossed the finish line first, I, I was stunned because I didn't have any material on him at all, couldn't have picked him out of a lineup because he was just one of those long shots. But then uh, did what every good reporter should do is get out of the media center and I located his parents. Right. And especially when it comes to uh, motor sports, usually the father has played such a big role and his dad, I found him. His dad was great. Uh then, it, then usually when you find the mother, the mom is really good at remembering sort of specific uh, anecdotes from childhood. Right. And so I was able to string together all, all these things and write about Michael McDowell. But. I think what you're saying just underscores the larger point in that it's impossible to predict who's going to win. And yet there was that one stretch. Remember this, Matt, that Dale Jr. won something like five out of six at Talladega. And I, I couldn't understand wh- what the secret of his success was other than the fact that he must have had bigger holes in his restrictor plate <laughs> <which> <laughs> than allowed allowed <laughs> air get more air to get to the carburetor and allow the, more rpms to be generated. but um, it, yeah it, it's uh, it's always so unpredictable, which I think makes it fun because you know of the of all the guys in the field, there's
2: probably 30 that have a legit chance to win. And it could be a first time guy I'm just looking through some of the first time and, and like sometimes it's their only win. Um, guys like Dick Brooks, if you want to go way back and Ron Bouchard and then Bobby Hamilton Jr., uh, Bobby Hillen Jr., I should say. I'm just looking here. Uh, uh, Hamilton did win, um, back uh, a few years ago. You're talking about when Jr. was, uh, dominating in 02, 01, uh, where he won. I think you, you may be right. Four out of five. I know we won back to back Geicos. Uh, but, uh, it makes yeah. for a very exciting it, weekend. Remember, you can also, you can make the argument
3: that Dale Jr.'s career was never the same after, I think it was 2004 in Victory Lane at Dayton or at Talladega during the playoffs. He's cruising along. He's in first. It looks like he's got the team, the t- talent, everything to win his first championship. There's a curse word at Talladega <laughs> and his point is docked to 25 points. I, I swear in tracing the arc of his career, he was never the same after that uh, verbal misstep at Talladega when he was talking about his daddy and the fact that winning this one race didn't mean blank, S, blank
2: S, to him. Yeah, it didn't mean yeah. – he said something uh, a little bit stronger than diddly squat. But, um, boy, I remember I was standing right there, and I was going, oh, oh Junior, really? Um But he was always a threat to win when he was in a car. And I think you also consider guys that have had a recent history there. I predicted earlier on our flagship station in Talladega, I'm going to take Ryan Blaney because he's in a Ford at Penske and he's been there a couple of times. But um, I I think a lot of fans are very excited about the return of uh, Chase Elliott. Now, he did raise it in Martinsville, but we all know he broke his leg in a snowboarding accident. He was out. And by the way, um the ratings went down without Chase Elliott. I mean, how much is an impact a guy not racing that affects the television ratings? Uh that's huge. So, that's a big win-win situation for Hendrick and um it's uh, big big for Chase Elliott and um I think that his return there because his dad just was so popular and now he's the most popular driver, obviously when the ratings dip, but uh it's going to be a great weekend. I'll throw this in real quick. We'll take a break and get back. Laura's going to tell us exactly what's going on with our new title sponsor. But I often urge people, as I did a couple of hours ago on Gary Harris's show, that um, if you've never been and you just want to go and kind of dip your toe into the Talladega water, go Saturday. Because you can see the big guys, the cup drivers will qualify. Then they have the ARCA racing. And, Lars, you can attest to this. That's some pretty darn good racing. And then that afternoon, the Xfinity drivers take over. Of course, Sunday at 2, it's the GEICO 500. But sometimes if you just want to get the experience, go on a Saturday. Or you'll probably turn around and go back on Sunday as well. Because I have been using your quote for 24 hours now, Lars, it is a sensory explosion, a sensory experience. Is that what you said? Because your eyes, your ears, your nose, your feel—they're all involved there. Let's take a break. We'll get back with more big news sports.
1: From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
4: A warm afternoon with a sunny sky, the high today 83. For tonight fair with a low at 56. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 86. And Friday, partly sunny, the chance of a shower by late afternoon, the high 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Wanna know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Goal!
2: Big Noon Sports. Matt Coulter, Christian Miller, Lars Anderson. The gang is here, and Lars is actually welcoming in a sponsor of Big Noon Sports, and he is on location. And I think I'm as interested as all the listeners here. Um, what's up? Well,
3: it's been—it's a very important issue to me, and it's been something that. Uh, um that a lot of us had had difficulty with during the pandemic. And I know when I first bought a house it, and I, and the thing is there's such a big difference between a good lender or a good broker and a great and we have the best introducing Haley Sansing of Union Home Mortgage. She is going to be our title sponsor, and really we're going to walk hand in hand with Haley, and we are going to uh, have Haley on frequently to just offer advice, uh, to take questions because there's so much confusion around uh, around mortgages. But uh, Haley, why don't you just uh, – uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, and, and, you know, how long have you lived in Tuscaloosa and, and what is your, why Why are you so passionate about the mortgage business?
5: Well, thanks to Lars. Um, and I believe I've been in the mortgage industry for uh, 32 of those 35 years and and the reason I guess I'm so passionate about mortgage lending is because it, it is our single most emotional purchase of our lives, and probably one of our largest purchases of our lives, and and um, it's it's just a big deal. It can uh, can make or break, particularly uh, a pleasant experience or not so pleasant experience, can make or break the home that you're moving into it, it can just mean a mean the world if you have a pleasant experience and and it can turn uh you know really a a great experience into a bad experience if you don't have a a good loan process through throughout buying that. So-
3: and Tuscaloosa have told me about you and how y- you don't accept the word no very well. Well, <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, my husband would probably be one of those people that would agree. So, yes, yes. I, um, you know, there's there's uh, there's rules and then there's rules. And, um, you know, I believe in... in fighting hard for a loan and if it can be done i want to do it uh certainly and then sometimes if you can't then you have to stop readdress and then figure out a a game of action um for that client and i do like to give everyone um an option for when they can become a homeowner even if the answer is you know Unfortunately, no, not today, but when? So that's, that's also a good thing to do. Um, so that's well, I, what I believe in doing.
3: I believe Christian Miller is going to be hitting you up for a mortgage here shortly and I think it'll be fun because we are going to, if it works out and Christian needs the, needs your help, we will follow everything step-by-step step and really give people a behind-the-scenes look at what all goes into securing that mortgage. And for Christian, it may be his first mortgage. But, um, uh, Haley, why don't you just tell us a little bit about this event today and uh, sure. introduce us to your friends. Sure,
5: sure. Uh, today's event is, is really special for me. It's with... Some just great family friends of mine and uh actually neighbors of mine but uh i've lived between two of these builders uh this billy Boyd, who has been building i asked him about an hour ago i thought 50 plus years but no we're, we're creeping on six. family here in Tuscaloosa. for most of you that know this family uh, Two plus years, and and he has built and developed just numerous projects from from entry level first time homes to mega developments. His daughter Julie. Who has been with him, I guess, you know, like I said last week, I think she came into the world with a tape measure and hammer. And and now have um, their grandson Alex, who is my daughter's uh Rachel's age. So three generations. And and I want Julie and Alex to just tell us briefly about this townhome development. We're north of the river in Waterfall, which is a little gated townhome development in the Waterfall subdivision. And these are just outstanding. Town homes. you guys need to come look at these. These are larger townhomes than you think. They're about 31 units. There are four bedrooms, three and a half baths. It's an open step in the upstairs bedrooms, uh, ceramic tile, quartz countertops. We are building six of the units, and Corbin Custom Homes are building the other six.
2: And Alex, tell us what you think. Uh, We we build the best houses in Tuscaloosa. Uh, If you don't want one here in Waterfall, there's a neighborhood
3: right across the street that we have multiple houses going up in as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, I may have to tell my kids that we are moving to Tuscaloosa because these homes are really nice. It's nicer than uh, it's nicer than what I got now. Matt, uh, do you have a, any questions uh, for for
2: Hale? I think the first thing I would want to say is thank you. And we are going to help propel your mortgage efforts. And I've gone through this three times in my house. Uh, Once it was an absolute disaster. You know why? I didn't have a good mortgage person. And that's where you fit in. And that's why we welcome you as a sponsor and appreciate it. But Haley mentioned something a little bit ago that is so critical that if you are young and you're looking for a house, it is so, so vital to know if you can and what your limitations are. And Haley, just expound on that a little bit, because I know when I bought my first home, I was scared to death. Uh, I didn't know if I had the money, but I had people involved that helped me. And it ended up being a very pleasant experience, which as you said it should be.
5: All right, Matt, I'm going to date myself here. So I'm over in Bidgood in circa 1980-something, and I had this credit budget of a Finance 302 professor who should have been retired many, many, many years earlier.
3: I think that's what they say about me. No,
5: no, no. <laughs> and, and he was telling us that none of us would ever be homeowners because you had to have 20% down. And that's back when, you know, the average first time home probably cost eighty thousand. Well, okay, I could do math pretty quick. That was sixteen grand, but still sixteen grand was was a pretty big number to me back then. Still is actually, but uh he just was a negative Ned, let's say, and that's 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 all he, he talked about. Well, and I quickly remember him when I started mortgage lending just a few years later. That's far from the truth. We there are multiple programs that require zero down. 3% down, 5% down, 10% down. Sure, you put 20% down and, and obviously, you know, the more you put down, the lower your payment, all that kind of stuff, but you do not have to have 20% down, but it's very important to know what you can afford, why you should afford it, and, you know, then, then you get into actual maybe just budgeting and maybe you are a first time home buyer who's Parents are gifting them a large, substantial amount of money, but maybe it's not always wise to put all of that money down on a home. Maybe you need to pay off some other debts and only put... 50 or 75 percent of that down on the home so that your debt structures work better each month. So there's just a ton of information and things that you need to look at when you're getting ready to, to go and purchase that home.
3: Matt, there's a reason why her friends call her the mortgage miracle worker. <laughs> she gets it done. What a and great <laughs> uh, we're so happy to have uh, Haley on board with us. And uh, we will definitely talk to Haley uh, more coming up. But, uh, Matt, I believe we
2: have a guest at the bottom of the hour. We do. Thanks again, Haley and and company. Really appreciate it. We're going to do a lot of business together. Hey, Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, West Neighbors... up in the Huntsville area, he and I went to the same high school. Uh, I was a little bit before him, but he has his own show up there. And of course, he, he is one of those guys that literally lives in Crimson Lore for his time there in the early 80s at the University of Alabama. And I've asked Wes to come on and, and talk some football, particularly right now because there seems to be and if you see Seth McLaughlin's picture run the damn ball with his hat on it looks like Alabama's making a little bit of a change if not a larger change as far as the way they're going to move the football and that's called the ground game and that's coming up on big noon sports
1: from T-Town to the Plains This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sport. Based
6: right here in
2: Birmingham,
6: Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation
2: across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here
7: working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in
6: sports medicine, excellence in research and education,
7: and excellence in sports injury
8: prevention.
6: We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com.
2: Welcome back to Big Noon Sports. Matt Coulter, Christian Miller, along with Lars Anderson and Haley Sansing, uh, who is a uh, our new sponsor, or one of our new sponsors, uh, Her Mortgage. And we'll be talking more about that throughout the show. But right now, I want to uh, welcome in a, a former Crimson Panther like I am. Wes Neighbors, who played uh, magnificently in the middle of the offensive line for Alabama back in the early 80s. And has gone on to have a very prosperous career in the business world. And uh, for some reason, he decided to get into radio, Wes. And I still have figure out why you did that but uh i will tell you you've done remarkably well and you have a show up there you have a station you're ninety-seven-seven, the zone and you're on the drive afternoons from five to seven i listen to it just uh, i listen to it often now because you can stream everything just like we do but anyway that may be the longest introduction you've ever had but wes how you doing how are things in the in my hometown our hometown
9: uh, we're growing up here. It's nuts. It's just the um, it's good. Actually, the whole state of Alabama's growing. It's good to, that the rest of the nation has figured out what we got going on, good and bad. So, um, uh, but up here, it's uh, um, it's it's going really good, and, and it's good to be on the show.
2: Uh, let's jump right into the football world because uh, one of the first stories I read this morning. Uh, on ale. dot com was a picture of Seth McLaughlin and he's got a hat on, and he he wore this hat on um, Hey Coach uh, Nick Saban's show as an appearance there. He's an offensive lineman. You're an offensive lineman, but it 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 had the caption was "Run the damn ball." Uh, you certainly did that when you were dressed in crimson. Um, of course. No just I mean, first before I ask you if you think Alabama's going to run the ball. If you're an offensive lineman, is that the play call of
9: choice? I just, you know, so to me, when they called pass plays, it was like a rest. Um, (laughs) It was so easy, it got boring. Uh, For the most part, you know, some days it wasn't, uh, it it was a little harder depending on who you were going against. And if it was, you know, you hate the getting downs of third and 15 and third and 20 because they have the, the advantage at that point. So, um, but, yeah, running the ball, when you run the ball early and often, in the fourth quarter of the game, it's easier for the offensive line. Um, it's like when you um, – our coach used to always say, you know, it's like hitting a, a hammer on a rock. You can't see the cracks, but they're they're there. And, and all of a sudden, it'll break open. And when you have good running backs, like all that is a crease, which they certainly have there now and we had when we were there, Uh it's, it makes it a lot easier. There's no question because sooner or later, um, you're going to hit them for a big play. You're going to win the game. And that's why most of the games that are won, when you're out rush somebody, you win the game. Alabama's problem, in my opinion, last year and for the last several years, uh, is they've had trouble running the ball in the years they didn't win championships. Last year against LSU, prime example, five times in the red zone, in the first half, got twelve points. I mean, you you have to be able to run the ball there, and I I just felt like last year that wasn't our uh, we weren't very good at it at times.
3: Um, Wes, how, how has spring practice changed since you were playing as to what
9: it's like now? It's about half as half as long. Um, you know that they, um, they don't hit as much. I guess they only hit eight days or something like that. And we we practiced for twenty, and then had walkthroughs. I mean, we had thirty something, thirty five practices. The time we did the walkthroughs and all the things, and and twenty of them were at full speed in pads. So I think it's uh, you know, the rules changed this year, so they had a lot of walkthroughs. So I think their walkthroughs, you know, they got to walk. Do uh, the coaches get to stay with them longer in the months leading up to spring, which I think helps practice go a lot smoother than it would be if they did? So I think
10: that. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, anyway, going back to. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, going going back to what you were saying about running. Running the ball, I just want to ask you, in, in your opinion, do you feel that it was more play design, uh, lack of push up front from the offensive Te- line? Technique. Running back's not
9: hitting the 100% hole. 100% technique. 100% technique of the offensive lineman. That's my, uh, you know, 100%. From, I've been watching it for years, the technique is not what it used to be. And I've, we, we've been talking about it on my show. I had a couple guys on, uh, defensive guys yesterday. And uh, you know, I, I think it's, uh, they don't come off the ball. They stand straight up. There's some. There's some technique wise. They don't run block as as well as as. Um, I mean, when you see a guy on thirty one get pushed back, that's not good. That should never happen. Should never happen. And uh, uh, you know, uh, there's it's just little things. I think that that. Uh, uh, I'm sure the coaches are working on it. I mean, I don't go to practice, but you watching the games and it's just a, a bunch of bad, little bad habits, uh, of, uh, you know when you come off the ball you want to uh your, your your back needs to be at an angle flat and you need to be lower than the um the defensive lineman especially on third and second and one listen they do uh, they they play very well last year except on second and third and one in short yardage we had trouble moving people out of there and it's just not last year it's been several years uh, that we had trouble With that, and, and I, I don't know the answer because obviously I'm not down there. They've done a lot of good things too, obviously. They've done a lot of light things, you know, uh, but, but to me on short yardage, it's it's been, um, amazingly, we have not been as effective as we have in every other aspect. And that has to be technique. I mean, you watch them when they stand straight up and, and that you can't knock any out, anybody off the, (laughs) that, um, you know, I watch Georgia. They come off the ball on short yardage. I watch Philadelphia Eagles. They lined up in the same play all year long, and no one could stop it because they come off the ball. Their their backs are flat. They're 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 underneath uh, um, the defense alignment. Is nothing that they can do. The only way you should be stopped on third or second or third and one. Or especially fourth and one is that the uh, uh, the offensive linemen don't come off the ball like they should. That's really if they if they do what they're supposed to do, it's almost, uh, you get the snap, you have a clean handoff. It's almost impossible not to get one yard. You think about it. The only way not to do it is to have uh, somebody not do what they're supposed to do, and it's usually yes. technique wise that that comes comes from. So.
2: Do you see Alabama under Tommy Reese, the new offensive coordinator, and based on some of the offensive linemen that they have signed? Do you see Saban shifting back a little bit to the run, the damn ball?
9: Well, yeah, because you don't have Bryce Young back there. I mean, you, you know, yeah, they're going to have to run the ball. Uh, Bryce Young, hell, you wanted him to throw every day because you never knew what he's going to do. He was incredible. Uh, You know, until you got hurt last year, and then he was still incredible. Which really, if you think about the guy wasn't thrown in practice, and being able to do that. But, yeah, I think that that's the plan. I think that they need to get back to that. Being more of the, uh, you know, you didn't want to play Alabama five or six years ago. Because you were going to get beat up. You know, that was the M.O. In fact, that's been the M.O. for a long, long time, off and on, is that you didn't want to play Alabama, because you're going to have to play for four quarters. If you play for three and a half quarters, you might be up after three and a half quarters, but you were going to get beat in the end because you have to play for four quarters. And I think that's what he's going back to. It, it, you know, Coach Saban, to me, is the greatest coach of all time. I don't think there's any question about that in, in my mind. And, and you're talking to a guy that was in Coach Bryant's last class. I think nobody would be prouder of Coach Saban than Coach Bryant and what he's been able to do. At his alma mater, so uh, and, and I'm the same way. So when you criticize, you got to do it with. To me, it's almost funny because you know they won six national championships in 12 years. I mean, and and yet we're still talking about you know well we got to do this better, we got to do that better. I, I you know and, and but you ask a question, and to me that's a place we could could get better. No question is the technique, and I go in, and it's just not Alabama. It's everywhere. You watch these offensive linemen, and, and they've gone to these scheme offenses where they just get in the way. But on fourth down, it's hard to do when everybody just has their ears back, trying to you know. And so that old technique comes into play, and uh, I just don't see a lot of it. When you do see a lot of it, those guys end up, you know, as Coach Stallings used to say, if you could pass block real well, and you can run block real well, you're going to be playing in the NFL if you're an offensive lineman. Usually you do one or the other better. And I thought last year we passed block a lot better than we ran block. So Lewis, uh, until we do it both by.
2: Your family's been draped in crimson ever since I've known you. Uh, just t- talk a little bit about your family and University of Alabama football.
9: Well, I mean, so you kind of, we were, I guess I was born in it by the time I came along. My father grew up in, in the Tuscaloosa area and, uh, and really Taylorville, I guess is what, in the Taylorville area is where he grew up and my family had a place there forever. And, uh, you know, his, his, his brother played, he played his, uh, my grandfather was a big, uh, um, I mean, he died when my dad was 10, so I didn't know him, but was a big, uh, I guess, uh, uh, he went to, rode the train to the Rose Bowl and whatever year they played out there, used to play out there, used to go out there every year. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been in my family forever. And then we've gone through a a series where we've had somebody down there for most of the time. So well, either on scholarship or walking on or, or something. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, we, we had one defector, um, but you know he he, he went to LSU. <laughs> uh, he grew. He and, uh, that was my middle son. But you know he went because he wanted to play. You know he had an opportunity to play there, and and really didn't have an opportunity to play at Alabama, and, and knew he would play if he went to the right place, and he was right. And so, um, but other than that, and he actually coached at Alabama for a while for a minute, and when they went and they lost to Clemson in the. The last second national championship game. He was a str- assistant strength coach there, so he's been. You know, anyway, it's uh, it's just it just is what it is. Uh, we we bleed crimson and, uh, and white, and will forever. Uh, the, my, uh, you know, I have uh, eight grandchildren, so we're working on them now. Wow! <laughs> Aren't they fantastic? <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, it's just um, you know God bless us with a lot of athletic ability, it, and but it takes a lot of hard work. It just doesn't happen just because you have athletic ability. Uh, there's no question about that, and and uh, and, and a lot of it. You know, I say I I was kind of programmed my whole life, and I didn't know it till I got older that I was being trained from a kid to be an offensive lineman at Alabama. So uh, that was. Uh, um, my dad was the ninja of offensive linemen, and, and the things he taught me and I've been able to talk uh, other people is a blessing. And, and uh, uh, he just, you know, we were all short for our for our position, but we all could run and we all were strong and, and we had good technique, and good technique overcomes all. You know, you, you look at uh, in 56 down in Alabama now, he knows what to do. He fights hard. And he has good technique. And that's why he's able to play. Yet he he everybody around him is bigger. And that's Seth McLaughlin. You know, technique wins.
2: Yeah. Te- Run the damn ball, Seth McLaughlin. It's going to be his nickname forever. Yeah, um, yeah well, that,
9: everybody
2: that, where- well
9: that- Tell everybody where they can follow you. Oh, absolutely. So, well, I'm not really a good follower okay i'm not into the uh the twitter but that you know our station is 97.7 uh uh fm here in Huntsville, alabama you can go uh, and and follow us on the internet uh we do have a 97.7 um app on your phone that you can go download it's free and uh we have great shows up here all day long um but mine's from five to seven and and uh, uh we have a good time with it we'll get a lot of old guys on there that uh know a lot about football. It's a lot of fun.
2: Well, uh, this has been a lot of fun, Wes. Uh, We're going to do it again a couple times for at least before uh, we get football started in the fall. But uh, uh, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
9: Sounds good. All
2: right. Uh, Wes Neighbors from The Zone. Uh, He operates the show The Drive 5-7 on 97.7 up in the Rocket City. When we get back, we'll continue with Big Noon Sports.
1: From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
2: From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As
6: respected industry
4: leaders, we are here
7: working hard for you in an effort to provide you with
6: excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education,
8: and excellence in sports injury prevention.
6: We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com.
3: My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't
2: moving fast enough.
11: Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant number 18VA, VS050, the ABA, and this
12: state. Hey, this is Reagan.
6: Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association.
4: I can go from zero to 60 way too fast.
7: (laughs) Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun? 20 or 30
12: years ago, I owned a a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's a great,
7: fun car to drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit driveelectricalabama.com to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle.
6: Sponsored by the Alabama Clean Fuels Coalition,
0: the ABA, and this station tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa
4: weather. A warm afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today 83. For tonight, fair with a low at 56. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. The high 86. And Friday, partly sunny. The chance of a shower by late afternoon. The high 82. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees
0: in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Back on Big News Sports, Matt Coulter, Lars Epps, Christian Miller and our mortgage company I appreciate their participation broadcasting live from from one of their developments, one of their real estate, one of their neighborhoods, so to speak. uh, Christian, I wanted to ask you and follow up our conversation with West's neighbors, and we have discussed this, but when you see an offensive lineman in a public place on a radio show wearing a hat that says, run the damn ball, is that that the indication we really need that uh, maybe Tommy Reese is going to shake things up uh, via the ground this year? Matt, you know me, I'm a
10: straight shooter. I'll be honest. I like the hat. I think it's more so for fashion because it looks cool. My, my thing is, uh, actions speak louder than words. Uh, I'm all for the message. Uh, I love it. I mean, I'd, I'd rock one of those hats. Uh, but my thing is, all right, now we got, y'all got to put y'all's money where your mouth is, right? And, uh, I think that that's what we're expecting to see, uh, kind of getting back to that. And, and from what I've seen, they've been doing a good job of that. And I, I know. They will get back to that. I know Coach Wolf uh, over there is, has really been on those guys, and uh, I, I've seen those guys buy into what he's uh, coaching and instilling in them. So I, I fully believe that that's what they're going to get back to. Uh, but again, I, I love the hat. But again, uh, I've always been a proponent of you know, you know, doing it and not saying it. And um, I think that's what they're ultimately going to do. And I'm not trying to jump on those guys. I, me personally, that's just kind of how I go about that. I, I I love to see them get out there and actually do that because that's that's what we need to get back to like Wes said I mean Alabama was known for that reputation of running the football down your throat whether you know you knew it was coming or not they didn't you know we didn't care you know we'd line up we'd run the ball over and over if you look back in 2015 with Derrick Henry I think he had over 40 carries against Auburn uh, that year and I mean they, they knew it was coming uh, the defensive line knew it was coming the linebackers knew it was coming they, they, they loaded the box but guess what it didn't matter because we're like Wes was saying, we had the proper technique. We we're getting good push up front, and that's exactly what I think we got to get back to. And I think that's what we will get back to. I know that's what Coach Saban wants. I think that's kind of the identity that uh, Coach Reese wants, and uh, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Matt, as we wind down toward uh, the end of the first hour of the show, uh, I want you to know that uh, the banner. That you got us big news sports uh is uh is flying here in tuscaloosa uh, we're <laughs> legitimate now but tell the audience i asked matt hey do you know somebody that can make a banner and matt's response was yeah i got a banner guy
2: how do you have a banner guy uh i'm gonna give him a free plug um uh, the guy's name is pete pritchard and he has a sign company literally a mile from me in Hoover. It's called Wide Open Signs. But 15 years ago, he was one of our sales assistants when I was at Jocks. And he's just a fun, crazy, happy guy. Never seen Pete in a bad mood. So uh he got out of the radio business and, and got into more sales. And then he ended up uh making signs. And he makes signs for... Um, he makes the huge ones, you know, that you see like uh, on the ballparks, like at the Barons Park. He makes those really big signs that you see all over the place. But he, he's a great guy. And yeah, every once in a while, he ask me. I got a banner guy. I got a banner guy. His name is Pete. Wide open signs. So
3: he looks good and though, Matt. You know, like Matt. That couldn't be more Alabama that you have a banner guy. <laughs>
2: A tomato person too, you
3: know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. The 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 banner looks great, and again, we are uh, spending time with uh, Haley Sansing uh, we we refer to as the mortgage miracle worker, and Haley is uh, now the, the title sponsor of our show, and and just so happy that she's on board, and and I think really is going to be able to help people moving forward, uh, because Matt, again, you and I have uh, been first time home buyers, and it's a scary process uh, going through getting that loan and realizing. Oh my God! I'm taking out this much money, but uh, but but Haley can uh, do things that most people can't, and so uh, again, we're really have, happy to
2: have her on board. Way to go! Uh, and if you've been a home buyer, I mean, imagine many of you listening are or have been. Um, they can take all of the components of a home purchase from the buyer to the seller to the realtor and and make everything really run smoothly. Um, if you don't have that person, it's not the enjoyable experience it should be. Haley makes that happen. Appreciate that very much. Uh, we'll continue with more with Haley Hansing Mortgage. Sansing and uh, more with Christian and more with Lars. I want to get a little bit more into A-Day coming up this week because I'm uh, just kind of looking uh, looking at the roster, looking at the guys that are going to play. Uh, there's several I want to really look out for, although I'll have to watch it on table A because we'll be racing. You're listening to Big Noon Sports.
12: I can go from zero to 60 way too fast.
7: (laughs) Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun?
12: 20 or 30 years ago, I owned a a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's
7: a great, fun car to drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit DriveElectricAlabama.com to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle.
11: Sponsored by the Alabama Clean Fuels Coalition, the ABA, and this station.
6: Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOM, PTA, and Federal WIOA, An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station, the Alabama Broadcasters Association. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama.
11: We are here. treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. We're here for the rookies. And the dreamers. Trying to make a name for themselves. We're here for the achievers.
7: Who are resilient.
11: And won't take no for an answer. We're
6: here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors. Who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Fiori Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, Luxury Game Day Apparel, redefined
7: not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of Hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water as well as getting vaccinated is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting Hepatitis A. One dose of the Hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the Hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station.
0: The best sports talk the state tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app WTUG HD2 Northport and W265C Tuscaloosa tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app
1: welcome back to big noon sports with Lars Anderson Matt Coulter and Christian Miller
2: Hey, welcome into the program. Golly, what a glorious we've got here in Alabama once again. I mean, it is just so beautiful. Matt Coulter, along with Lars Anderson, Christian Miller. Lars, I'm going to let everybody tell you, you tell everyone listening to Big Noon Sports where you are, what's going on.
3: Yeah, here in, in Tuscaloosa with uh, our brand new uh, 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 title sponsor, Haley Sanson of Union Home Mortgage. And uh, uh, Haley has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. She treats her customers like family. And, uh, you know, with Haley, it, it, it's always personal. And she will hold your hand from contract to close. And with Haley, it's also about one thing. It's about you. And we have been talking a lot about um about what it's like to go through the mortgage approval process. And I, I actually was just telling Haley that uh, I got denied the last time I uh, tried to get a loan because I, uh, one, didn't have Haley uh, working <laughs> with Haley. Uh, and, and two, um, I just, uh, you know, my income fluctuates and it was a weird time. Uh, I was crashing on your couch. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, (laughs) but, but, uh, we're, we're just really proud here at Big News Sports to be uh, affiliated with Haley and and Union Home Mortgage. And, uh, we're going to try to get her on again here for a few minutes. And then, you know, periodically we're going to try to have her in studio. Uh, and take questions from from people who uh, are are thinking about purchasing their first home or second home, and and, uh, and and just have questions because, as you know, Matt, it's one of the most uh, sort of scary moments of your life when you sign that mortgage
2: paper. Yeah, especially that first time, and I think that's what she really sounds like she can specialize in, especially helping you know your parameters, and that's huge. Um So anyway, look forward to a very, very long and successful relationship with Haley. Let's talk a little A-Day, guys, because everybody's talking about quarterbacks. Uh, I'm about worn out with that, but... Um, how much time do you think Holstein and Largan are, are going to have? You know, the, what you would say three and four or those two guys. Uh, Christian, do you see them? You've been through the spring games. Um, where do the three and fours, and include quarterbacks certainly in your response here, but do the three and fours, they get a lot of playing time in a spring game, right? Uh, Somewhat.
10: I, I would say they might see about 20% of the reps. I think the other 80 would typically be split between the first and second. All right, I think I'm back on you got me guys I do all right cool Matt so where'd you uh where, where'd I leave off at sorry our system got off uh, pretty, uh, pretty much up. A,
2: pretty <laughs> much after I asked the question <laughs> how much the threes and fours play pick it up from there okay yeah so you you'll
10: see them probably maybe 20 twenty five percent of the snaps I'd say um but I, I will advise fans to pump the brakes a little bit on the quarterbacks only because knowing how these spring games work Matt. They're going to have a very vanilla play call uh She, you're right? You know, we're going to see a lot of running the ball, especially when the threes and fours get in there. Uh Typically, you know, they'll try to run the ball. They might let them drop back a few times, but probably won't be a ton if I had to guess. And honestly, uh, we'll see how it goes with the first and second team as well, just because, you know, it's, it's a spring game. The coaches have seen everything they've needed to see up to this point. This is kind of just the cherry on top, but – I am excited to see those guys too. Um, cause not a lot of people are talking about them because you never know. I mean, it could be, I mean, this is an open uh, quarterback race, right? You know, and, and say one of the, the two young quarterbacks step up tremendously. They're very well in the hunt. And so I can think, I think you got to respect
2: those guys as well. I'm really interested to see a couple of other players. Blake Benson. He's the junior college wide receiver. And guys, I'm told that he has the type of mentality that some of the Alabama wide receivers in the past have had, and that has uh, that is spread over. And hopefully that ho- hopefully that gets into the wide receivers room, Christian. Yeah, you took you took the guy right
10: from me, Matt. That was going to be the guy I was going to name if we ever got to. Outside the quarterbacks, like everybody's talking about the quarterbacks, but outside the quarterbacks, that's the next guy on my list. I got to see him in action at Pro Day, see him a little bit uh in practice. And uh this guy is special, Coach Saban, was raving about him. And I say rave. Look, If Coach Saban is speaking positively about you in a in, in press conference, <laughs> that's, right. that's considered yeah, – that yeah, that's right, right? You know what I mean? Like, I know it might not have sounded like it. he kind of just seemed, you know, oh, he's doing a really good thing. But trust me, for Coach Saban – to speak like that—that's a big deal, and that tells me that Coach Saban is very confident in this guy already. This guy knows how to play the receiver position, and uh, from what I've seen, this guy is going to be one of those guys that can really uh, be a uh, very solid deep threat, stretch the field out, uh, have no problems getting open, getting that separation, and uh, he's got good hands too, from what I've seen. So I'm excited to see him, and I think he's definitely going to contribute uh, this coming fall, and hopefully, you know, step up in that receiver room. I, you know, obviously, you got guys like Shakori Brooks. Um, in that room, uh, but I think Malik Benson is definitely going to leave his mark uh, this upcoming fall.
3: You know, who I'm really excited to see is um, Caleb Downs. Uh, he was one of the most highly sought after defensive backs in the country last year, uh, coming out of Alabama, and um, and it, it seems like all. The early reports are like, this, this kid is can't miss, like uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. What, what are you hearing about Caleb Downs? Pretty much
10: what you're hearing too. Uh, it, it's, it lines up with that, Lars. A lot of guys have compared him to Minka. and I hate comparing guys sometimes just because I know, you know everybody's their own individual and I don't want to give people expectations. You know, too early on, but the, the the thing is that's that's a great comparison if if people are making that one, and uh, I think they say that for a number of, a number of reasons. Um, they say the guy is basically a machine. He eats, sleeps, and breathes football, and that's exactly how Minka was when he stepped foot on campus. I remember Minka before he even got enrolled. You know, he was just on a visit, and just the way he was soaking it all in. I think he was at a seven on seven. Um, you know, he, he he basically felt it felt like he was already a part of the program, and he just knew so much. Um, He was a sponge out there. And and that's what they basically are saying about Caleb Downs. Uh, I've gotten to study his film. You know, I did the signing day uh, show with Chris Stewart. And uh, studying him, man, this guy –
2: It seems we've lost contact with Christian Miller. We'll yeah, there you are. Go ahead, Christian. Oh, sorry,
10: guys. Uh, but it, 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 him and there's also you got guys like Quay Rousseau, James Smith, those two Carver products, uh, on the defensive side of the football. I think those guys, all three of those guys combined, Caleb Downs and those, those two, and then you got to throw in Keon Keeley. I know he's not here just yet, but I will say this, guys. I, I, I think, this this signing class uh, can really shape up to be a very impressive group of guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the the few guys that well not a few the, the three first guys I named in the A Day game, and then obviously Keon Keeley once he gets
2: on campus. You're listening to Big Noon Sports with Lars Christian as uh, we broadcast live compliments from the mortgage company headed up by Haley Sansing. All right, let's go defense on the other side of this break because there's some folks that uh, I was reading an article earlier, Christian, uh, about who they've got coming back. And I think last week I said I had some concerns because they could be losing as many as eight starters. But then I looked at the guys that were coming back, Well, they weren't starters, but their names are very familiar. And there's some guys up front well, and in the secondary that uh, we see the eight losses as official starters. But for the guys, as Alabama always is, they're deep. And we'll dive deep into that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Big News Sports.
1: Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Cashback is not available
0: tide 100.9
1: Tuscaloosa weather. A
4: warm afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today 83. For tonight, fair with the low at 56. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. The high 86. And Friday, partly sunny. The chance of a shower by late afternoon. The high 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Back on Good News Sports, Christian Miller, Lars Anderson. Uh, Joe Gaver has 17 plates spinning at our home studio. Uh, thank you, Joe, and all the people that are making this happen. We were talking about Alabama's eight day game. Some of the players we might want to watch, and I kind of did a, a right turn and, and went into the defense here. And you know, Saban would never give up. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like talking about depth charts even before the season starts, much less spring. But I was just going through some of the names up front. Tim Smith's back. Otis showed great promise. Uh, your linebackers, you got Braswell. And Dallas Turner, uh, man, those guys, uh, quarterbacks, they're going to be very nervous. But the guy I wanted to ask you about, Christian, is inside. Deontay Lawson is being tabbed as a superstar. How good is this kid?
10: Very good kid, Matt. Um, I shouldn't call him a kid. You know, he's a young man now. He's been in the program a few years. But, man, I'll tell you, Matt, a lot of people in the program rave about him. Very instinctive guy. A guy that, that you want commanding your defense. Uh, he's very trustworthy and reliable. Just a great athlete. Uh, can play sideline to sideline, make those tackles. Uh, you know, he's always hunting the football. So I, I'm really excited about him. Uh, you know, he's not participating in spring, spring um, because he, he had an operation done. So he's uh, healing up and, and um, getting back healthy. But, you know, coming this fall, I think he's going to have a significant impact. Um, but I, I'll say this, too. Uh, Dallas Turner, who's also, uh, you know, he's on the edge, but he's also uh, sitting out the spring. Um, I, I think you see him step up big time. You know, he's going to be filling some some big shoes with Will Anderson gone. Um, but I think between those two, you know, veteran presence uh, that you have uh, on your defense, I, I think Alabama has a lot to be excited about.
3: Christian, um, going to the other side of the ball, running back position. Who do you think is going to emerge as sort of the top, you know, two or three guys by the time we get to the season opener?
10: Well, it's tough to say, Lars, because they have so many options, right? I mean, they have a—they really have a stable, and I like—I like all of them, and for different reasons. But you got Jace McClellan, a guy with experience, who's very talented, has contributed since he's been here. But then you look at Roydell Williams, another—you know—you know, the bowling ball type back. Uh, but also very shifty. Um, but I even like Miller, man. And he's come in and, you know, uh, you know, times where, you know, I wouldn't say trash times, but you know, he just kind of comes in sparingly because they had so much depth. But you talk about a guy that, that's talented. Hopefully he doesn't, uh, hit the portal just because there are so many guys. But then you talk about the two freshman backs that are incoming, especially Justin Hayes, Just saying, So who's already been, uh, you know, Creating waves throughout spring, you know. I, I think honestly, Lars, if I had to pick two guys, I would say uh, you got Jace with the experience, uh, Roydale also with some experience. But I, I urge you to watch out for for, for Haynes, uh, the incoming five-star running back, because people can't say enough great things about this guy. And they said after this last scrimmage, there's no way you could tell he's even a freshman. I mean, this guy is tough. He runs the ball hard, and they're going to have to find a way to put the ball in his hands.
2: He's the kid out of Georgia that everybody in the world wanted, isn't he, Christian? He is. He is, Matt. And I, I think a lot of people expected him to
10: go to Georgia, um, but he opted to, to come here, and uh, and it makes a lot of sense. You know Alabama's reputation for running backs. You know the list goes on. You look at guys like uh, Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson, T.J. Yeldon, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris. I think he saw that 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 list of guys, and he said, "Hey, I want to be a part of that." And so uh I'm glad he made that decision. Uh because I, I think he's gonna fit in very nice here. And uh I think a day he'll show a lot of people uh why he was so highly talented coming out of high school.
2: Is it different for backs as far as getting some playing time?
10: It can be, Matt, because you know, uh running backs you can kinda rotate, right? Um at that position, I mean you can rotate three guys if you'd like. And, and typically nowadays you see you know, you got some three down backs, but typically you'll have a guy that's, you know, your first or second down guy. You have a third down back. You've got a third running back that kind of comes in to give the other guys some, some, some rest and some, uh, give them a chance to get some water and kind of get their legs underneath them. So yeah, man, I, I think running back, uh, is a position that you can rotate a lot at. So you'll see a lot more guys getting opportunities versus, you know, the offensive line. You can't really rotate those guys or it's not the best idea. You know, those guys, have that chemistry together. Typically, you only really see, you know, uh, it, when if, if injuries happen is typically when you'll see those guys uh, kind of get in the lineup. But other than that, yeah, I'd say running back, you know, the defensive line, you do have an opportunity to play a lot sooner uh, just because, again, that's another uh, position where they rotate a lot. Um, but, yeah, I would say between running backs and, and the defensive line, you'll see a lot of rotations going on and a lot of guys earning opportunities.
3: Christian, uh, a quarterback's best friend can be a very, very talented tight end. And uh, based on the position you played, I know you had to go against some really good tight ends. From your perspective, before we would dive into the guys on the roster, what are the characteristics of a really talented tight end? That's a great question, Lars.
10: Well, I will say this. Technically, there's two types of tight ends. You got, you know, tight end wise, sort the hand in the dirt, you know, on the ball type tight ends are typically known as the, the dominant tight end, as we would call them. Uh, they're the, the blocking tight end. Then you have your U or your H, which is uh, almost replaces, basically replace the fullback, a guy that kind of can line up in the backfield, you know, motion around a little bit more agile. Uh, you know, he's he's Probably the better athlete of the two types of tight ends, um, but typically what would make a really good tight end um, in today's game? Um, it, it, well, I will say this: it kind of depends on your system. Um, but the, if we're talking about prototypical overall best tight end you could come up with, you want size and length. You know, guys that are you know six three and up, six three at the minimum probably good length. Um, have the ability to block in the C area, especially at Alabama. Those guys are going to be asked to block. Big defensive ends, uh, you know, two hundred five five pound guys, so they gotta be strong and hold up at the point of attack. Um, they gotta be able to catch the ball in the passing game, run good routes, uh, because they'll have linebackers covering them, but they'll also have strong safeties covering them. The guys that are a little more athletic, so they gotta be able to get open. Um so I would say those two things, Lars I me, mean, you gotta have good size and strength to be able to block and defend and and, and block the C area. Um, but you also, also have to be able to, to get open and, uh, run your routes and, and catch, uh, catch the football. And I, I think, you know, look at a guy like CJ Dupree. He's one of those guys. He, he kind of displays all those traits. And I think that's why we'll see him contribute. Um, again, you look at guys, and I will say this to Lars now. It's a little bit different than NFL, right? NFL, those tight ends, man, they don't block as much, right? You only have a couple tight ends that, that, you know, take pride in that blocking. You look at guys like George Kittle. Right? You, you, you turned on a tape of, uh, Gronkowski or, uh, even, uh, Travis Kelty, man. Those guys aren't too big on blocking, but that's not what they're asked in that system. They're asked to be pass catchers. So, but I'll tell you this, in Alabama system, you have to be able to block and you have to be able to catch.
3: By the way, guys. Christian, one more for you. And this is getting a little deep into the weeds of, uh, the footballees. But a lot of, uh, or, or some NFL teams are basically not using a tight end and putting a slot receiver in there instead. Why, why, why would you do that? And is, is the tight end which seems to me like pretty much one of the best athletes on the field because of what they're asked to do. Is is, is the tight end position becoming a little more or less common because of the proliferation of uh, slot wide receivers?
10: Yeah, and I think the simple answer, Lars, is, is people want more speed. I mean, nowadays you see offenses, they're spreading it out. They want more speed on the field. They're They're... Uh, passing the ball a lot more than running the ball. So typically, you know, that's why you see that, that shift in these styles of offenses, right? I mean, you talk about going back 10, 20 years, the fullbacks were incorporated a lot more 12 personnel, which again, 12 personnel means one running back, two tight ends. Um, you, you know, used you to see that a lot more often, more frequently nowadays you don't really see that because what you just alluded to, you see more, uh, you know, 11 personnel means only one tight end in the game but three receivers, right? Or they'll just go uh, 10 personnel, no tight ends, and four receivers. Uh, but I think that boils down to they want more speed. They want to stretch the field. And uh, I will say this, kind of what I was saying, on my, my, what I was just talking about, the NFL, you definitely see a lot more of that. Uh, tight ends are becoming a lot more rare. Uh, but I will say you still need a good tight end. You see the significance that they have. You, you, like I'll be honest. If the Chiefs don't have Travis Kelsey, I don't think they win the Super Bowl. I'm just being honest. I mean, he's their go-to guy. So I wouldn't say they're extinct, uh, but I, it's a lot, uh, less common. And, and now you kind of rely on just that one tight end set, right? A lot more. And, and I think that's fine. That's just kind of how the game has evolved. Um, but Alabama's still a little old school, and I'll tell you, you know, they still use top ends they, they use excuse me, they still use tight ends. they operate with tight ends and uh, uh we'll still see them using their tight ends a lot more. but yeah, in the pro game, you don't see them as often that's because unfortunately you know the game's moving towards a lot more speed.
3: Of course, I have one more follow up Why wouldn't <laughs> off, why wouldn't the defense just um, uh, put one of their best cover players on Kelsey? And say, hey, we're going to sacrifice uh Kelsey uh being able to dominate us in the, in the run game, right? With one on this one player, but we are going to do everything in our power to take away Kelsey in the passing game.
10: Well, funny enough, Lars, they do. He's just that good. If you turn on the <laughs> tape, Lars, they have DBs. No, really, they have DBs covering them. And because that, that's a great point. No, you make a great point, and. It's funny enough, like funny enough, if you watch the tape, they, they actually do, but he's, he's so athletic, athletically gifted, Lars, that he's athletic enough to get open, uh, against guys, but he's also big and strong enough to kind of out and outwork the DBs trying to cover him. Um, so then you say, well, hey, could we double team this guy? You can. Yeah. And people do try to do that. They'll, they'll, they'll have a linebacker covering them with a DB trying to help out over the top. But the problem is again, number one, he finds a way to get separation or just get open. And number two, uh, um, you're, you're very vulnerable when you do that because then that leaves your receivers in, in one-on-one situations. So you have to pick and choose your poison. And a guy like Travis Kelty, man, again, he's just so athletically gifted that even when they put defensive backs on him, he's athletic enough to run with those guys. But then his size and strength just outmatches those guys. So you see him high point the ball, just basically just manhandling guys. And, again, Travis Kelsey's are very rare, and that's why you see him having the success that he's having. But I think that does point to the fact that even though the tight end seems like it's a dying position, if you can find guys like the Travis Kelce's, the Greg Olson's, the George Kittle's, right, they're invaluable to a football team because of the mismatches that they create.
2: Is Brock Bowers headed that way?
10: It, it, Matt, that's a great man. He is talented, and, and that's what it looks like to me. He's the nation's best tight end. He's been pretty much that for the past couple seasons, and uh, yeah, it, it, when you watch him on tape, he looks exactly like he was Stetson, best, Stetson Bennett's favorite target, and I have no doubt in my mind that an NFL team is going to draft him in the first round when he's eligible. And he's going to contribute to the likes of the Travis Kelce's, the the Greg Olson's, those guys I just named, because he's one of those players with that rare ability uh, to, to just basically get open and make plays, and he's still big and strong enough to block in the C area. So he's going to be highly sought after when he enters the draft.
2: Well, let's continue tight end talk. <laughs> now that was out. That was outstanding. When we come back, uh, let's get uh, more from Haley Sansing, the newest member of our team here on Big Noon Sports. From T Town
1: to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
0: Championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide one hundred point nine and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app. <laughs>
2: Hey, back on Big News Sports. And I along with Lars Christian Miller. And Haley Sansing. Lars, reintroduce our new sponsor.
3: Oh, yeah, sorry, Matt. Uh, I was on mute there. Yeah, uh, we're here in uh, Tuscaloosa on-site with our new title sponsor. And that's Haley Sansing of Union Home Mortgage. And, um, you know, Haley... Uh, is is as well respected in the mortgage world as anyone uh, her friends uh, or some people who have worked with her uh, call her the mortgage miracle worker and um, she's based here in Tuscaloosa she spent decades working in the mortgage industry and with Haley, it's personal. It's holding your hand from uh, the contract to the close, and it's about one thing. It's about helping you. And uh, in uh, look, I, I've been through uh, the the mortgage application process, and uh, it hasn't always turned out in my favor. Uh, I wish I had Haley on my side uh, back then but uh really proud that our show is uh, affiliated with Haley and uh and she is going to uh, be a fixture on our show and hopefully you know we'll get her in studio and uh take calls and 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 just answer people's questions because we're talking about a lot of money here when you are uh, trying to get that first mortgage So, uh, it's a commitment. Uh, You need to have, uh, you need to be making an informed decision. And, uh, Haley is, uh, Ellie's the person for that.
2: Fantastic stuff. Uh, look forward to meeting her in person and continuing and growing the relationship, actually. Um, hey, I want to dive back into spring game with Christian because he's been through a few. Uh Christian, do they still do the beans versus the steak thing? And is there a real competitiveness between the Crimson and the white teams or is that kinda gone by the bye?
10: Uh as far as I'm concerned, they still do the the beans and steak. Um but I'll be honest, Matt. Um anytime I played in it, I wasn't really worried about the meal at that. And, and part, one reason was I grew up eating what we used to call beanie weenies, which is beans yeah. with the hot dog chunks in them. Yeah, so I'll be honest. I was more so worried about winning because I'm a competitor. I hate to say it like this, but if I got the beans, the beanie weenies, whatever you want to call them, I was more mad that I lost, not that I'm eating those because I grew up eating those. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed them, actually. But, uh you know, I think most guys, they, they, they treat it, uh, you know, in a competitive manner. But it's not as if, you know, they're trying to go out there and hurt somebody. I think it's more so, I look at it as almost like a celebration of the spring, you know. They've already battled each other the past few weeks. They've already had two scrimmages against each other. A-Day is just kind of putting that, that 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 bow on it, right, kind of wrapping everything up, celebrating the, the spring that they just had and getting ready to, you know, they'll have a, a short break for the month of May. They'll get to go home. So it's kind of like that last time you'll put on the pads for a couple months before training camp. And so it's kind of just, you know, just going out there having fun and uh, showing that, hey, this is what... We've been working at this spring, and we want to put on a show for the fans, for them to see this product, and give them a glimpse at what they can expect coming this fall.
3: Matt, um, do you remember Nick Saban's first A-Day? And uh, uh, Rick Bragg, my uh, colleague uh, in the journalism department.
2: Outstanding writer. yeah,
3: well, yeah, I, I think he's the best living American writer. He always hates it when I say living because it sounds like he's about one foot in the grave. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He's, he's doing good. Uh just spoke with him the other day. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Rick Bragg, he wrote a story in Sports Illustrated about just the A-Day game, and it ended up being um, judged... Be one of the top fifty stories of all time in the history of the magazine, and again, like I, I want you to take us back to that moment when Saban uh, his first eight Day game, and the fact that they had to turn people away, right? Over ninety thousand, and Alabama hadn't played a snap yet under Nick Saban. But Matt, it's like you knew, you knew what was coming because of just this, this, this overwhelming support. Uh, and 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 it, 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 I, I was there, and I'm assuming you were, but it, it just it, it felt like not just a regular game day. But an electric game day, like it felt like an Iron Bowl game day. Would, would you uh, agree with that? Just again, just tell us your experience of that day.
2: Well, um, as far as the number of fans there, it was like a, an Alabama Auburn game. But it, here's many things made that special. Um, but it, there's uh there's a big difference when everybody's cheering for the same team, you know, uh, the roars are all at the same time. It's, it, it's kind of different. Um, cause even in Alabama Auburn game at Bryant Denny, uh, you know, you're gonna have 10, 15,000 Auburn fans, but they're all pulling for the crimson and white. And I'll do a little bit of a deep dive because I think it's very relevant. But I think Mal Moore's responsible for a lot of that because Alabama has such a wonderful, loyal fan base. They knew Mal Moore. Was going to go out and get the guy, and here's another thing: Alabama fans were very, they were very aware of Nick Saban and his capabilities. So I want to get always give Mal more credit um, for what he did. Uh, his bringing Nick in led to 95, five thousand Then the Bama fans are smart. They. They really saw uh, the crimson horizon, and then then Saban delivered. Uh, what was it? 30 years later, won a national championship. So um, it was it was a wonderful experience. And now all I want to do, in fact, I was googling it a minute ago. I want to read Rick Bragg's story.
3: Yeah. The <laughs> story. So they say that religion that. But Alabama dot 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 it was it basically it's 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 uh it is uh bigger than any power engine. I tell that story and read it up as a regular and, uh, and curse.
2: We are really having some magic breakup up on your end, bars. But so, uh, well, I'll, I'll jump in real quick, about, Matt, and
10: I and I I'll say uh, I I owe Mal more uh, a lot of thanks and appreciation as well because if he didn't hire Coach Saban, I don't know if my path would have saw me here in Tuscaloosa uh, playing for Alabama. So, uh, just want to put that out there because I'm highly appreciative of anybody that's uh, played a role. So. Uh, definitely want to say I'm very grateful and thankful for Malmore as well, making that decision to bring Coach Saban here.
2: Yeah, worked out for, worked out pretty well for you, for me, for Lars, for anybody involved with Alabama football. It worked out great, but uh, we'll see how it works out this uh, this Saturday afternoon at two. Now there will be a full. Crimson Tide Sports Network broadcast, now, and you're going to be a part of that. Is that correct, Kristen?
10: That's correct. Uh, originally, uh, you know, I normally serve as the sideline reporter, but I actually I think we'll be in the booth uh, paired up with uh, J.P. and Chris Stewart. I think uh, the trio of us will um, be calling it. So that, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Um, so, yes, I'll be a part of the, the broadcast for 8-8, and I'm looking forward to it this Saturday.
2: Wow. You better get on the old depth charts, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're exactly right. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're, uh, <laughs> that's, I didn't know that. Last time I spoke with you, you were going to be holding a mic, you know, sideline, but they're moving you up to the yeah. booth.
10: Yeah, well, I originally mm-hmm. thought I also was going to be holding a mic on the sideline. Uh, cause that's what I served as last, uh, this past season, but, um, you know, Jim Caravan gave me a call and said he uh, would love to have me up in the booth uh, with JP and, and Chris Stewart. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll definitely be a, a new opportunity. I appreciate sure those uh, guys over at the Crimson Tide Sports Network, and uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be excited to do it. It'll be my first time in the booth, Matt.
2: You'll uh, you're getting a very well-rounded uh, set of experiences here since you decided to. Uh, uh, jump into the uh broadcast mm-hmm. arena so congratulations,
3: um, congratulations. I, I wasn't aware of that that's awesome
2: me either uh thanks lars that's appreciate cool. that cool um all right uh we're gonna take our final break when we come back we'll uh again talk about our brand new title sponsor but um guys i know you keep up but not like i do but I got to talk about the Atlanta Braves. I mean, these guys, you know, we talked about the Tampa Rays uh, winning, you know, 13 in a row. Well, the Braves are only a game back of them now in overall best record in baseball. Uh, Atlanta is playing fantastic baseball, and they're beating up on a team, San Diego, that was many picked to be in the World Series. So we'll be back with more Big News Sports.
1: From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. From
2: our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world.
12: As respected industry
2: leaders.
6: We are here
7: working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with.
6: Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education.
7: And excellence in
8: sports injury prevention.
6: We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com.
8: My
3: caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast
12: enough.
11: Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18VA, VS050, the ABA, and this state. Hey,
12: this is Reagan, owner of r Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 27036th Street across from the home two suites come down to R &R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience with over 165 bourbons and five private barrels our selection of bourbon is unmatched we have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary our lounge and service are world-class come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination
6: work is a part of all of us Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imagined and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA. an Equal Opportunity Employer Program, auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters
2: Association.
4: I can go from zero to 60 way too fast.
7: (laughs) Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun?
12: 20 or 30 years ago, I owned a a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's a great, fun car
5: to
7: drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit driveelectricalabama.com to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle.
6: Sponsored by the Alabama Clean Fuels Coalition, the ABA,
0: and this station. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather.
4: A warm afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today 83. For tonight, fair with a low at 56. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. The high 86. And Friday, partly sunny. The chance of a shower by late afternoon. The high 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Uh, uh, That's a wrap-up. The Wednesday edition of Big News Sports with Matt, Mars, Christian, and Joe. I'm going to take a a quick turn into baseball because, you know, I love the game and I particularly love the major league level. I I love the Atlanta Braves, but uh, just to throw a few numbers at you guys, the the Braves beat San Diego yesterday, eight to one. They will wrap up this series with a chance to sweep at San Diego this afternoon. I believe first pitches at three ten. but the Braves have now won eight in a row. And here's just something that you don't hear. This is remarkable. Atlanta on the road is 10 and, and one. 10 and one. Uh, almost their entire starting lineup is hitting 300 or above. And their starting pitcher from Strider, um, I think uh, Charlie's going tonight. And then Max Fried came off the DL. And I think he threw six scoreless innings the other night. So this is a baseball team that has all of the components for a wonderful year. But you've got to hope that the Braves, they have won two World Series. They won a couple of years ago. And then they won back in 95, I think it was. Um, The Braves have always played great in the regular season. But, you know, they've had some postseason snafus. So... You you can pull for this team, and I'm not putting the cart ahead of the horse here because they've got a long way to go before they get close to postseason. But this is one of those teams, guys, that I'm seeing greatness out of every single part of the lineup.
10: Well, I'm I'm excited to hear that, Matt, because I'm uh, the Braves' newest fan. Um, So I'm glad to hear my team is doing well. And, uh, I've seen a game or two, but I, I'm, I'm about to get, by, get back in it. And, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can, we can ride this thing to the World Series. I, that'd be great. My first year an official Braves fan winning a World Series. I would, uh, I'd really appreciate that. But I'll tell you one thing I do appreciate, and we all know what's coming, is my good feet art supports. I'm so grateful for them. They've helped me eliminate and alleviate all types of pain that I've dealt with. Foot pain, knee pain, and back pain from playing sports all these years. So if you're in that type of pain, I urge you to go down to to Good Feet. That's a midtown village in Tuscaloosa. Or you can go to goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment today. I'm telling you guys, it's worth it. It's try before you buy. If you like them, you can walk out of the store that very same day. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time.
2: Lars, you want to give us a quick hello, goodbye, and welcome with uh, Union Home Mortgage. We were having some difficulty with his uh, transmission a minute ago. So we want to thank Haley Sansing and uh, all the folks at Union Home Mortgage for sponsoring the show. She is a miracle working mortgager, and um, she'll be along and joining us uh, throughout the time. So as we as we uh, scoot out of here, let me ask you something real quick that I heard over the weekend that uh, I'm going to bounce this at you sight unseen, okay? Urban Meyer, you, you know what, I don't know, what do you call him? An anomaly, oh, man. <laughs> he said over the weekend that he probably would never return to coaching. Do you believe that?
10: Uh, I kind of do at this point, Matt. I mean, look, he he just gave a shot at the pro level. It turned out atrocious. Uh, it. I hate to say it like this, but it, it it was definitely not successful. I'm not going to call him a failure, but it, it just it did not work out. Um,
2: That's because you're I, a nice I think, guy.
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I and mean, I try to be respectful because I, I I know what goes into these type of, of positions and roles, but I, I hate to say it, but, you know, you look at a guy like Urban Meyer and just is just one thing after another. And, and I know he's dealt with some health stuff, but, uh, I mean, and I don't know if you saw this, Matt, but the whole, I mean, the guy was in a bar after a game. Doing stuff on camera. I mean, it just, I mean, come on, man. But uh, to answer your question, I I kind of do believe him. I think at this point, you know, he's, he's coached at the college level. He tried the pros, didn't work out. I don't see him definitely, definitely don't see him going back to the pros. Maybe a, a college would give him another opportunity, but, um, I guess we'll have to see. But now that I think about it, how old would you say he is, Matt? He's, he's Um
2: I think he's probably. Late fifties, but I'm gonna look it up as we speak.
10: Yeah, see, so I mean, age-wise, I definitely think he still could, you know, coach and then come back if he wants to. But correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like he's kind of doing the the media role right now, or at least does it, you know, here and there. So maybe he prefers that at this point in his career. Um, nonetheless, I mean, he's had success as a coach. He, he's definitely. Uh, one of the, the more successful coaches out there. So, uh, if he decides that he's done for good, uh, I mean, he, he's had success and, uh, I wish him the best. And if not, uh, I wish him the best other than when he
2: plays Alabama. <laughs> he is 58, uh, and I don't think he'll ever get even a phone call from the NFL. But, absolutely, not. 50, <laughs> yeah, 58, I mean, savings what, 70, 71? Um, yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if a if a school
10: contacted him, maybe even a smaller school, not too small, you know what I mean, Matt, like a I don't know, but is it worth him taking it at that point though? That that's the question, I don't know.
2: Well, you know, at the college level, he's done everything you could, could do, you know? Uh, yeah. He's certain money is not an issue, but I don't think ego is lost on Urban Meyer either. But I think if he got a shot at not a low, low, low level uh, major, you know, top five conference. Somebody gave him one. Let's just pull one out of the name. Let's say uh, uh, Arizona State. Arizona State. That's a good one. Um, I think he'd get back in. But I'm also thinking he is – He threw with football or is football through with her fire? Don't know for sure. Anyway, want to uh, thank Haley and Union Home Mortgage for being our new title sponsor here on Big Noon Sports. Uh, Thank you, Lars. Thank you to uh, Joe. Uh, And good luck this weekend. Not that we're going to talk again. We will, but um, uh, Christian Miller is going to be in the booth. That's a cool deal. Uh, we will join you in 22 hours on the next edition of Big Noon Sports.